Hi, friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo, and today um, I wanted to kind of talk about something that has been on my heart. I feel like it is hard when you are not okay and when people ask you, you know, how are you doing Um, and what to say when you're actually not okay, um, when you're not feeling okay. And I have this one neighbor um, who I love. He's just the nicest guy. And um, a lot of times we'll pass each other and we'll say, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? And he always says to me, taking it one day at a time. Um, and you know what? I love the honesty of that answer. I love that he's not, you know, saying great with a fake smile on. Um, and so his response and that kind of made me think about it. You know, how many times have I plastered on a smile um, and said, I'm doing great when I'm actually not. So, of course, we don't want to unload this, you know, unload to what is going on in our lives to everybody around us, right? But we also don't want to shut off our thoughts and emotions so much that we are not sharing what we truly feel with anyone, even the closest people in our lives. And emotions are a part of us. You know, God made us this way. They don't define us. Um, Only God defines us and who he calls us to be, but it's better to acknowledge how we feel and to even tell someone else how we feel than to always hide what we're feeling and keep a smile on so that everybody else in the room is happy, but we're slowly dying on the inside. So this podcast is for every time someone has said, how are you (laughs) in passing, but more for when you have a moment with someone who is truly in your corner, someone who truly asks you, you know, how are you? How can I pray for you? And I think it's important to remove a couple barriers here that um, stop us from really sharing how we're feeling or getting close to someone. The first thing I have here is that fear um, that we will, we have a fear that we will cause someone pain, someone else pain by sharing how we feel. Um, And a lot of times I didn't speak up about how I felt because I didn't want to place that burden on someone else. But I was reminded of Galatians 6, 2, which says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So essentially God wants us to share and unload and have people to carry these burdens with us. Um, You can, you know, you don't have to unload this to everybody, but you can pray about and decide who you can trust with what's on your heart and not be afraid of what it will do to them emotionally, right? You have to find someone who is able to carry your burden emotionally, who's equipped, who God has already um, strengthened to the point where they can carry this burden with you. Um, But it's important that this is also someone who will lift you up as they carry you and point you to truth. If you walk away from a conversation and the person has brought you down, and made you feel less hopeful about your situation, that's a clue that this is not necessarily the right person to confide in, right? We want someone that will lift us up, point us to God's truth, remind us of the hope we have in Christ. Um, So we're looking for someone like that to confide in. The second barrier I was thinking about that really prevents us from, you know, wanting to share, wanting to let our hearts um, be bared in front of someone else is, the barrier that we have to look all put together, um, that our life has to look perfect, right? 
again, this is really dependent on who you confide in. And this person who you choose to confide in should have shared some of what's going on in their life with you too, right? You both have to be vulnerable. You both have to open up your heart to each other. Those kind of people, the ones who trust you with what's going on in their life, they're the kind of people that you can talk to and be vulnerable with what's going on in your life. Um, and you can feel like you can let your guard down a little bit with them. So what happens when you are at the point where you find like a trusted friend, you find someone who can carry those burdens with you, and they ask you how you're really doing, and now it's time to be honest. Um, I really think this is a skill to learn how to communicate your emotions. Um, I had to learn this in therapy. I didn't even know how to tell people how I felt because I was so afraid of them carrying my burden or of me not looking put together or just not meeting the standards in my own head that I didn't even know how to communicate that I was not doing good and that there was something that was not okay. Um, so I think it takes it takes work and it takes skill to learn how to actually communicate what's going on in your heart instead of letting things bottle up inside you and for you to feel like you can't share anything because you don't know how to share it. So one thing I thought about is if you really need like help learning how to communicate those emotions, look to the Psalms. I mean, David was an incredible communicator of his emotions. He did this really well with God. He's a great example of someone who came before the Lord, was totally honest, um, and was able to communicate his emotions to God. And I think it really led him to a deeper relationship with God because he was able to communicate. Um, so we can learn how to properly communicate and truly get to the heart of what we are feeling by reading the Psalms. I was looking at Psalm 27, 7, where David says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. I thought about how he's really getting into, first of all, how he really feels, right? He's talking about um, things that have made him cry out loud to the Lord, things that are, you know, and he's also getting into his fears with the Lord. He's speaking out to God, you know, what those fears actually are. Please don't hide your face from me, God. Like, that is honesty, right? I mean, because we think when we pray to God, I'm not going to say something like, don't hide your face from me, God, because that's disrespectful. Or, you know, like that's where my mind goes with it. But really, it's about being honest with God. Like, please, God, listen to my prayer. Please don't turn away and don't like not listen to me. Um, he says, cast me not off, forsake me not. Um, he's just being brutally honest with God. He's like, please don't leave me alone. I, I'm scared. You know, I, I'm afraid. And so I think we can learn from all of this that David has a heart to communicate with God and to really be open and vulnerable with God. He's not afraid of what God thinks of his emotions. Um, so we can learn from that. We can learn how to communicate how we're feeling with God. And we can also learn how to communicate that with others. Um, and to just be honest about how we're feeling. So what if we did all of these steps? We found someone, we discerned over a trusted friend we could, you know, confide in, we opened ourselves up, and we got hurt. 
what do we do then? What do we do with that hurt? Specifically hurt from other Christians. I mean, I could do an entire podcast on this, but I did want to talk about this because I know some of you are listening to this and saying, oh, that's great that you feel you can open up to people, but I've opened up to people and I only got hurt from it. So I wanted to speak to that. I wanted to talk about what happens when we someone takes privileged information and abuses it or shares it with someone else or uses it against you. I mean, what do we do with that? And I just want to say forgiveness is really important here, not necessarily to restore the relationship, although I believe that's God's heart is to restore relationships, but forgiveness is important because holding on to the bitterness over that situation will only destroy you and not them, and it will only stop you from having greater friendships in life, not them. You may never actually get a true apology from this person, but you can move past it to the point where you trust different people in your life. I feel like a broken record because I've said this many times, but people in your life, even trusted friends, are still broken people. We all still need Jesus. So don't let what one broken person did stop you from opening up to other relationships and other friendships that God has for you. It's always important to remember that only Jesus is really the perfect friend, right? He's the only one that will have complete, you know, confidence in what we're telling him, that he will take it and have empathy for us. He's a great listener. I mean, he is everything that a real live person can't necessarily be all those things, right? Because humans are flawed. Um, So Jesus, at the end of the day, is the perfect friend. But that doesn't mean that we can't you know, take the risk and open ourselves up to having friendships with people. God calls us to live in community, and life is so much better lived in community and not in isolation. So because of what God tells us about that, about how he desires for us to have community, we can take the risk, right? We can risk being someone's friend. We can risk being a little vulnerable. We can risk opening ourselves up, even if we've been hurt before, because God builds that resilience in us. And then he also will open doors for greater friendships later on and people that we can trust um, and be vulnerable and open with. So let me pray for us today, friends. Heavenly Father, um, I've been thinking about this a lot, how um, we pass people by and we say, hey, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? And a lot of times things stay so superficial. Uh, But Lord, I pray that as I'm saying these words, as who's listening to this podcast, I pray that you would touch their heart and help them to see that it's not good to live in isolation where you're not communicating your feelings. You're not letting people know how you're really doing. And that's not your heart for us. You want us to live in community. You want us to be open um, with each other and to be able to carry each other's burdens. Um, That's your heart for us and for the church. And so, Lord, I pray that um, as we are challenged by these words, that maybe we can think of that one person that has been there for us, that has not judged us, that has cared for us deeply, that will point us to you. And I pray that we will reach out to that one person today and just let them know how we're feeling. Let them know how this week is going the burdens on our hearts, maybe ask for prayer from someone and just reach out and shoot a text and say, I need prayer in this. Lord, help us to be bold enough to do that and not have to feel like we have our lives all put together. 
In your name, amen. All right, friends, that's it. I also wanted to remind you that um, the Unhindered course on body shame is now live, so you guys can register and sign up for that course. I have poured my heart and soul into that, Lord. I mean, I just called you guys Lord. <laughs> um, I have poured my heart and soul into that, you guys. Like, it is six weeks of biblical study on the topic of body shame. Um, so if that's something you deal with, if you have not felt at home in your body, that is a great course for you. I'm going to put the link in the description box. Um, I'm proud of it because I feel like, you know, God has brought me a long way in that journey of body image. And I'm grateful that he's taught me some things and I wanted to share them with you. So that's the whole reason why I did it and put it together. So I am praying for you guys. I cannot wait to see you all next week.